Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. I experience a similar event over and over and over again in in my coaching. And it looks something like this. Uh, A couple reaches out and they, they say, hey, Travis, we want to have a consultation to see what this coaching thing is and maybe see if it's right for us. And we, we, the, they come in, the meeting begins, and I immediately can tell. I can tell this within 30 seconds. That, and this happens often. I would say at least half the time. One of the spouses is maybe not really excited to be here. I could tell this was not their idea. They were, they were asked to come or made to come by the other spouse. And they're putting in their time. They, they don't want to be here. They don't, they don't want any part of this money talk, coaching thing. And I get it. I get it because in their mind, what they're thinking is, I don't need some stranger to tell me what to do. That sounds terrible. So I, I, I would actually agree with them. What happens, though, as we get into the conversation about their life and what's going on and maybe where they want to go, the conversation changes a little bit because at the beginning, what often people will say, they'll say something very direct or it's indirect, but it's really this notion of, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be controlled. They don't want to be controlled by me. They don't want to be controlled by their spouse. They don't want to be controlled by a budget. And that the idea of being controlled is such a visceral, intense feeling to people, and they want no part of it. They want no part of it. So part of my job in that meeting is to really explain that's not what we're doing. That's not the goal. I certainly don't want to control people. And I always say, my job is never to tell you what to do. My job is to give you a different perspective, help you understand your options, and then let you make whatever decision is best for you, and then I help you get there to that thing, whether it's what I agree with or not. And I certainly don't want to see one spouse controlling the other. That's terrible. It happens often in finances, but it's terrible. I don't like that. And, I, and often we have to address that piece head on. And it's, it's not always intentional. It's, it's more, it's just kind of how things went. One spouse is more responsible with money in their mind, uh, they're more organized, and that person then starts to control and to, to handle things, and the other person becomes a victim of whatever decisions the other spouse makes. So I just want to say right up front, I don't agree with people being controlled by me or by their spouse, and certainly not by some stupid budget. Now, I don't believe budgeting is stupid. I believe budgeting is a very powerful tool. 
And this is where people get it so backwards and they'll say, I don't want to have to follow a budget. I don't want the budget to control me. And I always say, you're the boss of the budget. You're in control. This is your budget. So if you don't like what's on it, that's on you. So let's have, let's not have, I always say budgets only suck if we make a sucky budget. So let's not make a sucky budget. Let's make an awesome budget. And in that consultation, there can be often be a lot of pushback about control. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be controlled by you, Travis. I don't want to be controlled by him or her, my spouse. I don't want to be controlled by some stupid piece of paper that says what I have, what I have to spend or not spend. And I always make this argument. I always say it's not, it's not about being controlled, but rather having control. I'm trying to equip people to have control over their finances, not be controlled by their finances. And the distinction could not be polar opposite from one another. The person who typically is, is defiant in this idea of coaching or defiant in the idea of working with their spouse on money and maybe having a plan is they don't want to be controlled. They want to be able to do what they want to do. But here's the rub. Here's the problem. The way that we're handling our finances, we often still can't do what we want to do because we're not in control. We don't have control over wh whatever's coming in, the, in this month. We don't have control over where it's going. And it's just kind of happening to us. We're just kind of along for the ride. It's not really our control. We're just blowing in the wind. My idea is, no, let's get control of it. So that you, spouse who doesn't want to be controlled, you get to be in control and actually do the things that you want to do. And, you know, examples of this, examples would be spouses that they want to have, they want to be able to spend money just on whatever they want. Or, or spouses that want to save up for a vehicle or a boat or guns or, or a vacation home or, gosh, what else? You know, retirement and kids' college. And there's all kinds of things people want. They want to, they want to, they want to renovate their basement. They want to redo their kitchen. They want to go on this trip. There's so many things people want to do. And, and every time they say, well, I want to do this, I'll say, great, let's do that. And I, I had a conversation recently, and it was a wife who was a bit obstinate to this whole idea. And she said, I don't, I don't need you, pointing at me, telling me not to spend money. I want to go on these really cool vacations with my family because I, I think creating these memories is important. And I want to do that. And I said, awesome, I want you to do that. And she looked at me a bit stunned. Because after all, she thought my goal was to get her to spend less money. That, no, that's not the goal. The goal is never to spend less. The goal is to spend better. And if better to her, better to them, is going on amazing trips with their kids or with each other and creating memories and experiences, let's do that. Let's do that. It's not about being controlled. It's about having control. And by the end of this conversation, in this particular conversation, these ha conversations happen all the time, but at the end of this particular conversation, the wife was oddly interested in this coaching thing. 
because she came in thinking, I don't need some stranger to tell us we shouldn't spend money. And by the time she walked out, I'm over there saying, yeah, you should do these things. You should go on these trips. Let's make that happen. But in order to do that, we have to get control of our finances so that, not so that we can hoard our money, not so that we can cut all the fun out of our life, but so that we get to do the things that add the most value to our lives, whatever that is for you. And I had another conversation where this, this husband was talking about he, he loved buying guns and he, he didn't need me to tell him not to buy any guns. And I said, dude, I'm cool, man, do it. And he's like, wait, you're a gun guy too? And I said, no. And he said, well, why do you think I should do it then? I said, because it seems to be important to you. My opinion doesn't matter. I don't care about guns. But to him, that particular man, there was something about that that did add value to his life. And each, each family, each person has their own thing. Rarely is it my thing. Rarely is it something that when they say it, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, man, I would love to do that. That's not how it works. But my job is not to overlay their desires with my interests. My goal, my job, my duty to them is to help them assess where their values are and then aggressively and violently pursue those, regardless of my opinion. Something else happens when there's one spouse that is a bit defiant or reluctant, let's say, to really engage in this money stuff. What often happens is that spouse, the one that is most resistant to being engaged in these conversations, they will often become the leader of the movement. They will, they will often be the ones who actually rally around this the most, become the most engaged, the most passionate, and the most aggressive towards whatever these things are because they realize it's not about money. Money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And when we identify the bigger and then we point towards that, that particular spouse it's game on for them. They're ready to go. They're ready to rock and they're ready to make sacrifices, make hard choices, make countercultural choices to make those things happen. Why? Because they're important to them. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road on this idea of control. I don't want people being controlled. I certainly don't want to control people. I want to help them get control. And in, in the money world, the first and, and most significant piece of that, it's the budget. It's understanding what's coming in every month and having a plan for it. And we, we say all the time, there's only three things we can do. We can spend, save, and give. Everything we do falls into one of those three categories. And we should have all three. And whatever money is coming in this month, we find a home for it and a purpose and we just make it happen. And I don't even care what the, I always tell uh, clients, you know, we'll get to the bottom of their budget when we're going over it, you know, initially, and there'll be a fair amount extra. And I'll say, well, there's this much extra. I don't care where it goes, but it has to go somewhere. And that's when we unlock 
this piece of it. That's when we unlock the control and the intentionality for the bigger purpose in your life. Because after all, it's not about being controlled, it's about having control. So as you look at your own finances, and as you maybe reflect on where are you at on this idea of, of I don't want to be controlled versus having control, are you lacking control in your finances because you think you don't want to be controlled by some dumb budget? That would be my challenge today. My challenge today would be get a budget not so that you can be controlled, but so you can have control because it's your budget. This is your plan. There's no right or wrong, but rather you decide what's going to happen with this money that you're going to make this month, and then you do just that. You set the goals, you set the plan in place, and then you actually do it. When you say you're going to spend 500 going out to eat, then you spend 500 going out to eat. When you say you're going to give this amount of money, you then go give that amount of money. When you say that you're going to set money aside for your kid's college, you then set aside money for your kid's college. And the thing about budgeting is it applies to the good and the bad. We don't get to choose not to pay our mortgage or our rent. We don't get to choose whether we pay for our groceries. We have to. It's necessary. I make the same argument about our travel and going out to eat and entertainment and giving. These things are all important. So we ought to treat them as, as just as important as our mortgage or our rent or our groceries. We commit to it and then we do it. And part of that is when we say we're going to spend this money going out to eat, we then get to free ourselves. No guilt, no regret, no second guessing. We just go, then we go out to eat and we enjoy it. We go find some fun restaurants. We go out with our friends or we go out on a date night and we make it happen. And that's it. There's no, there's no fight to be had. There's no guilt to be felt because you had a plan. And the plan was that you were going to spend this money going out to eat. So that's, that's really the message today. This isn't about being controlled. It's about having control. And when we do, it makes it so much easier to, to lean into the direction that really matters, which is not the money. It's the meaning. When we make choices to pursue the meaning, we ultimately will live a more rich, fulfilling, satisfying life. And I think that's such a huge win. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to reach us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us in our Facebook community. The link is in the show notes. You can find us on Instagram, Meeting Over Money, or me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meeting Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And it's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening, you can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. But if you're not into that, that you're not interested in that at all, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this podcast continues to add value 
to your journey. Take care, guys.